You're listening to Inside Content, the TV industry podcast. This show is brought to you by 3Vision, a global TV industry consultancy specializing in content acquisition, strategy, research, and business development. Each episode, we give you VIP access to the views and experiences of senior TV executives and discuss the latest TV industry trends and insights. On this episode, we revisit some of our most insightful conversations with executives in the world of AVOD streaming platform. Jack Davison catches up with Jim Packer, president of worldwide TV and digital distribution at Lionsgate. And Jonathan Nicholl talks with both Rob Holmes, Head of Programming at Roku, and Richard Jakeman, European Head of Business Development at Samsung. Rob Holmes discusses Roku's AVOD content, Richard Jakeman chats about AVOD's continued importance, and Jim Packer discusses Lionsgate's AVOD strategy. I'm joined today on Inside Content by Rob Holmes, who's Vice President of Programming at Roku. So we've seen recently you guys have done a deal with Saban Films for the pay one window. Has that been successful? And any other plans to do similar first pay, you know, movies or series windows? So, I mean, just stepping back a little bit to the inception of the Roku channel. So, um, you know, the Roku channel, as I mentioned, we, we launched it just over four years ago. And, you know, one of the main drivers for it was we saw that free was something that consumers were searching for often on the platform as one of the top searched terms. And, and we still see that today. And, and I think you know, one of the main reasons why people are moving towards streaming is that availability of free content. And I think you know, free is a great price, a very compelling price from a consumer standpoint versus sort of having to pay anything. Um, you know, we definitely think you know, in the SWOD marketplace, there's obviously lots of great content and people are, are coming to streaming to access that content, which is certainly a, a boon for our business as well. But this, the consumer psychology around subscribing to something, subscribing to Netflix or Disney Plus or something is different from the consumer psychology around watching something for free. You know, there they're thinking about, is it worth paying for this? In the free scenario, they're like, oh, you know, am, am, I, am I happy watching this? Um, and so the consumer sort of process and, and can only bar for content from a free standpoint uh, is very different from the, the SVOD side. And so that's something that we've seen really over the last few years, you know, proven out again and again. And so we continue to add content. We launched with you know, around 500 movies and a handful of TV shows. We now have over 175 different distribution partners. You know, we have over 40,000 episodes and movies that are make available for free. We have a kids and family offering. We have 200 of these free ad-supported linear channels. So we just keep growing the offering. So as, as you're talking about, you know, with respect to Saban and, uh, and these other content acquisitions, you know, it's really about continuing to level up the quality of content that brings somebody into the experience. And, you know, without sort of talking about any of these things in particular, you know, we've, we've talked about things like the, the, the Quibi content, for example, that it was some of the most viewed content within the Roku channel when it launched. And I think the idea that we can bring these high quality films in the case of Quibi, you know, sort of new originals that, that really hadn't been seen by many people. In the case of Saban films, these are early, you know, rel- relatively recent uh, theatrical releases that are now available for free on streaming. That's really compelling to consumers. Um, you know, so we're now seeing that the Roku channel is the number six channel by reach uh, in the streaming universe, you know, just after Disney Plus and Hulu, uh, and as the number one channel by far, you know, in reach against 
traditional Avon services like, like Pluto and Tubi. So there's definitely some element of that that's driven by the content. There's also a big component of it that's driven by the experience and how we integrate it into the Roku platform overall. But we've certainly seen that, that content uh, you know, help to bring in a, a new group of folks and really make uh, some new folks come check out the Roku channel that might not have otherwise done so because you know, they, they weren't necessarily looking around for free content. I guess they're, they're important sort of acquisition tools for you. Um, you, know, you, you mentioned the, the, the Quibi deal. I think you're, you're rebadging those as Roku Originals. Any plans to, to do any other Originals? Right. Uh, so we, we acquired Quibi at the beginning of the year and then relaunched that content uh, under the Roku Originals banner. And you know, if you think about sort of the transition from what, what Quibi was, which was a mobile-first SVOD service that was really trying to launch at a difficult time. You know, the pandemic had just started, and, and a you know, big part of their pitch was was catching people on the go in these in these with these quick bites. And and so, you know, in our acquisition, we wanted to, to pivot to bring that content to the big screen, right? This was great content. I mean, if you watch any of it, it's it's you know, really top-tier talent very well produced, you know, a lot of great shows, uh, you know, fun stuff to watch. We were bringing that to our users. We're taking it from the mobile first experience and putting it on the big screen in the living room that everybody wants to watch. We are making it available for free. So there's no longer that pay barrier. And, and we're you know, promoting it on a platform that has over 50 million users. And so, you know, sort of a really substantial transition from where it was to, I think, what we're able to do with that as Roku originals. So, you know, we've shared some of the stats in terms of the performance and what we saw, but as I mentioned, you know, some of the, some of the most watched programs on the Roku channel were, were these Roku originals. And it led us to, to actually uh, green light some additional seasons of these shows. So we've announced we're doing a, a second season of Die Hard. Uh, we've announced we're doing a second season of Most Dangerous Game, uh, which are some of our, our, our biggest uh, uh, shows there. Uh, on the sort of outside of, of Quibi front, uh, we also recently announced a, a Christmas special uh, for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And so this is a show that was on broadcast on NBC in the U.S. for two seasons. R really great show, very uh, a strong following, a, a really big movement to, to retain the show. Um, and we saw an opportunity to sort of extend and, and reach out to that audience and bring them in for sort of a capstone uh, holiday movie. So, you know, we're starting to, to have more and more of those types of opportunities that we're seeing. And as the channel gets bigger and we're seeing this kind of performance, you'll see us be, you know, do more of these kind of creative and expansive content sourcing opportunities or content creation opportunities, really, in these cases to bring to our audience. So, you know, it's definitely something that we're building on. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Inside Content. Um, my companion today is Jim Packer, President Worldwide TV and Digital Distribution at Lionsgate. So you've mentioned a few things. There are certainly kind of the digital side of every business has been very much empowered by, by the pandemic and, and, and it's fueled digital initiatives, but, but also broadcasters have been have made big shifts in terms of their innovation and what they're doing. Um, where kind of for you and in, in, in your business, where do you see the kind of the growth areas? Well, I think that it's clear that the international subscription video on demand platforms are going to be part of our growth picture over the next couple of years. Um, international for all of these companies is incredibly uh, important. So whether it's HBO Max's expansion, Star, Stars, our own platform, 
Um, I think, you know, Amazon's pretty well distributed. So is Netflix, but you got Paramount Plus. We have a territory right now where we have a bidding war going on, where I have two new players on, uh, you know, one of the countries that I have this um, ABC show called uh, Home Economics. And we have a bidding war going on with two players that have never bought from me before. So that's a, that's a real growth area for sure. I think um, as a company, Lionsgate, you know, uh, Stars Play and Lionsgate India, you know, when we have our um, kind of our own platforms, they're growing tremendously right now. Uh, Saperna, who runs that group, is doing a great job. And that, that, you know, that subscriber base continues to grow. They use our library as their base. And then they go supplement with other shows and other, uh, other series. And they're doing a great job with that. Um, I think that AVOD, you know, what's happened to the AVOD market, it's funny because I listened to one of your other podcasts where, you know, Chris Ottinger was talking about the AVOD market and right. I was saying, well, I'm not going to say the exact same, same thing that Ottinger says. So I'm just, I'm going to do a little different. I said, you know, yes, it's growing domestically and it's been exponential. Um, but what we're spending time on now with AVOD and where the growth is going to come is where we're going to need to, as a company, and as a division, but really my group's going to have to get more analytical. What are your fill rates? You know, what are, you know, you can't just put everything up. You got to know what platforms are you putting your content up? Um, what are, what, what are the CPMs they're getting? What platforms are getting better CPMs than others? What are their ad loads? Do they have one minute or two minutes or three minutes? And maybe you don't put everything up on every platform. So one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm pulling back on stuff and saying, let's just put it on two or let's put it on three. Maybe we can make more money with our platforms if we pick the right platforms. And then internationally, I think, you know, that is just starting. It's a lot more complicated because you have language tracks, dubs and subs. You have a lot of work you need to do internationally. Um, but I think there's as much or a bigger upside because there's many, you know, I, I don't think the cable and satellite infrastructure ever got as penetrated as they did in the US. So if you think about it, there's a lot of open, you know, kind of greenfield stuff there that you can go into territories where they may not have a great signal or they may never have done satellite or cable out, you know, look at Italy as an example. You know, Italy has a lot of different places that, you know, you can't even get it over air broadcast signal, right? And, and it, you know, it, it's just difficult, but you can get a broadband signal. So if you get broadband, you can probably get AVOD. And so I believe that will be a huge upside for us. Uh, and we have content available in these territories because we have such a vast library. So um, I, I'm excited about that piece. And yeah. um, I think that's going to be a really interesting piece. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And I, I think you've, you, you, you kind of mentioned the, the kind of one of the key things certainly that for, for me is that, is that um, there's there's almost been a rush with with Avod, to do, and 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 to, in, in the domestic US market, um, a, a huge amount of hype has surrounded some very good revenue growth, rightly so, and and um, but in a way, in what is a wide open, non exclusive market where content goes everywhere, and and maybe people aren't taking such a close look at the things you mentioned, the ad loads, the kind of the the scheduling kind of what people are doing i think there's a lot of people like you 
taking a breath, saying, right, how do we, let's start optimizing this now. Let's, we've got all the data and there's more data coming in um, and, and let's start optimizing it. And I think there's, 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 a, lot, there's, there's a lot of growth to happen in, in outside of the US. And, and I, you're probably right. I mean, the, the, there's a lot of scope for the growth in viewing in lots of markets, in, 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 in lots of global markets. And, and, and I think Avon's got a big role to play there because lots of those markets will probably continue to resist sort of paywalls. Um, so Avon may have a big role to take. I, th- I think, think you're right. Richard, hi, nice to see you. Very nice to see you, Jonathan. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, not at all. Maybe we could start by you just explaining a bit about your role at Samsung. Yeah, of course. So my role covers business development activity across Europe for our application partners, both on TV and mobile, but also extends across to content acquisition for our owned and operated services, such as Samsung TV Plus, which is our fast TV service available here in Europe. So the... Now, obviously, fast channels and Avon is a very um, hot area at the moment and sort of growing considerably with a lot of different offers and different services in the market. How do you see the Avon market developing and who do you think of your competitors is doing a good job? So I think um, I see it, it will continue to develop. I think, you know, our, our most recent American Idol deal we touched on earlier on demonstrates our partners' willingness to to really push the boundaries on the rights that we have access to. And I appreciate that there is an element of country by country regulation that we have to navigate around. But what I progressively see is our partners are interested in fast and really want to try ways of which they can license their content and and bring uh, a fresh slant, if you like, to accessing content within a fast environment. Uh, So that I think is going to continue within the broader context, I think that AVOD is going to continue to be important and provide additional value to uh, pay services, which again, I think is, you know, is a, a way of adding value to those services, but also just ensuring that the content is available in a broader context. So it will be a mix of non-exclusive and exclusive content that will be available in those services. Most, if all, all of the services that are available in market are effectively our partners already and I think that you know partners like Pluto doing a great job recruiting and doing a great job and then obviously we have the likes of YouTube IMDB etc building all building effectively the space of fast TV which you know I think is a good thing for the for the industry if you like yeah and but I guess as Samsung you're you're in an interesting position of running a service like this but you know selling the hardware for it as well controlling that side of it with the sort of big global streamers how how do you see your relationship with them? Because I, you know, I guess with providing the hardware and providing a a good and free service for people, you want to keep people within that service. More people in that service, the more eyeballs, the more revenue generated. But how how do you see your relationship with the streamers? We have really, really strong relationships with all of the stream partners, all of the key streaming partners. We're obviously bringing our products to provide the reach into the consumer's home. That I feel is going to continue. I see that the way that we exist with them is we coexist together alongside each other. We're complementary, if you like, to the quality and the, you know, the, the choice that they offer, um, but also 
you know, we are our own service uh, it provides the consumer additional choice, um, complementary both to that that comes through the antenna, but also that they can have access to and pay for through those services. We have discovery tools by which the consumer can be offered the, you know, the opportunity to select either free content, this is our universal guide service, so that they can sit back on their sofa and be offered content, not just merely applications, but offered content that they will find interesting relative to what they've been watching. And that will be either from TV Plus or it will be from the pay uh, services that are available on, on the smart TV. So I think we work you know, in harmony, if you like, with those those other streaming services available on our platform. Okay, good. Um, so just just to move on to have a, a, a quick chat about mobile. So, you know, Samsung doesn't only create TVs, they create mobiles as well. They um, build and ship mobiles. How does the um, TV and video strategy cross into, into mobile? So we, we launched Samsung TV Plus into our mobiles last year, and that is available to consumers via the Galaxy Store or Google Play Store, or it's available directly into the UX of the of the mobile device. And that is part of a, a Samsung free product, which allows you to access news or podcasts or, or watching entertainment through TV Plus on the go. And that is a core strategy that just extends, if you like, the, the content that's available on the TV and, and allows the consumer to have access to it wherever they are. And... I mean, historically, you know, mobile TV struggled to get much traction. Do, do you see people utilising mobile? I think, it, I think we're still, you know, developing how we can get the consumer to engage with the service. Uh, you know, we have a very prominent way of bringing that, that service to, to the user. But I think it's something that we will constantly look at to evolve and to bring content and the, uh, the awareness, if you like, of of the service to the end user so that they don't feel that they have to go too deep into the UX to access that information or to be able to you know, access their entertainment. So it's something that I think is going to evolve over time. Good. So finally, look, Samsung TV Plus, you know, it's obviously growing. There are, you know, a lot of fast channels on it currently. And, you know, you've alluded to thinking about original content. Where do you think Samsung TV Plus will be in 12 months' time? So I think it's our focus really is on driving quality into the service and, to, and also to make consumers very much aware of this service so that they engage with it alongside the other content that's available within their TV. You know, we have a, a really strong commitment to bringing the best available free-to-air TV into this service in our market. So, we, you know, we will continue to partner with content partners to bring in new channels and refresh those that don't maybe connect as well to the consumer and bring in you know more relevant channels but also continue to grow our owned and operated channel lineup across a number of different genres all of which will be tailored to the individual market i think that's something that will continue to grow over the course of the next 12 months thanks for listening to this episode of inside content from three vision You can always reach out to us at 3vision.tv if you want to learn more. Or if you're a business with ambition in the content world, our consultancy services can help. With decades of combined experience, we know the ins and outs of the industry like nobody else. Catch us next time on Inside Content.